Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Welcome back to Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. Today, we have the amazing Precious Price, you know, what a name is that is, um, here to talk about her misadventures and her adventures of being an entrepreneur, a doer, a boss lady, um, and just doing great things. And, you know, she's the founder of the brand table, but I'll let Precious take it away and tell us a little bit more about who she is and what she does. Yes, yes. Hi. First of all, thank you so much, Georgie, for bringing me on. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to share these stories, my experiences, and hopes that we can help some more entrepreneurs. Uh, so as stated, my name is Precious Price. I am a side hustler currently, but honestly working full-time on my business while working full-time uh, for a consulting firm. So my personal business is within the brand strategy space, where I serve as not only a brand strategist, but also an inspirational speaker. So specifically within the brand strategy space, what I do is I offer one-on-one -on -one and group services um, to pretty much help people build the strategy behind what their brand is. A problem that I identified in the market was pretty much that so many people wanted to be an entrepreneur. So many people wanted to jump into this sort of entrepreneurial journey and have a business, but no one really wanted to get clear or was able to find the resources and sort of information to get clear on, number one, what their messaging is, number two, who their audience is, and number three, how can they reach them? It's almost like when someone thinks of a business idea, the immediate first thought is to, okay, let's build a website and let me go build an Instagram page, right? And that is all fine and dandy, but being an entrepreneur and having a business is a lot more than just a fancy Wix website. It, 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 it requires you to be clear on the value that you're delivering to your clients. So pretty much that is what I help not only um, entrepreneurs do, but also influencers and creatives. Uh, and pretty much anyone who is looking to either start a business or who is in the early sort of startup space stages of their business as well. Uh, and then outside of that, um, I also have my own podcast called The Strategy Behind Branding Yourself, where I pretty much walk through a lot of those tips that I work, I work through with my clients. And we go over the various things that you could do to really identify what space can you play in with your brand? How can you sort of merge your passions with your brand and what you do because your brand is an overall aspect of who you are it's not just your online presence it's not just your linkedin it's far more than that and we all have an audience so therefore we all should have a strategy behind branding ourselves 100 percent. and if you don't kind of have a strategy you, you end up going in and just literally making a mess or missing out on opportunities um so could you talk about a time that you know you yourself while you were branding yourself or when you were helping someone else develop their brand that you kind of saved the day with an opportunity um, that they kind of missed, right? Because they were just doing stuff and not really like 
focusing on how the brand should be set out and setting kind of goals around their brand? So um, I definitely have an experience, and this is one of my recent clients that I've worked with, actually, and this is more, so once you have your brand and you're clear on your messaging and who your audience is, that's when you really begin to get into content, right? And content is anything from your posts on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, a photo, an article, a blog post, or even podcasts such as this. So getting that content out is essential. But what I found particularly with this client, the problem was that okay, he was stating that he wanted to get into this speaking space. He wanted to get into this inspirational speaking space and eventually become, you know, big time boss, businessman, CEO. Mm -hmm. However, uh, he wasn't very clear on exactly how he was going to get there, right? And particularly with that content, all he was really doing was just sharing content pertaining to so many different things. So as we all know, we have a ton of different passions, right? Like we're all interested in a number of different things. But when you are branding yourself, you have to be very clear on what your thing is. What do you want people to know you for? Not just letting everyone know that what you're interested in, right? So if you have a particular goal, for instance, to be a speaker, to impact the lives of thousands of people, that means that you have to, on a somewhat grand scale, begin putting content out related to inspiring people motivational content but what my what this particular client didn't quite realize was that it's a lot your brand and getting your message out there is a lot more than just getting on social media platforms liking photos here and there sharing a post here and there or just sharing your thoughts it's again the strategy behind it how if you are going to be a speaker you want to be a speaker how is it that you are not putting out video content and that was one of the major, major, major issues that we identified was, okay, now that you are seeing that you want to be a speaker, it's time for you to actually get out there and speak to your audience. It's not just a matter of telling people that you are a speaker, but you have to show them. You so have to true. vet. Like, exactly. You have to show the value that you're providing. People want to vet you. They want to qualify you even when you're, even when you're qualifying them as clients, per se. So that was one of the sort of major gaps that we identified of just ensuring that even in the aspect of getting really granular as far as using all of these social media platforms, there's so much power in all of these platforms. And depending on how you are trying to brand yourself, what you are trying to do, especially whether it be as an entrepreneur, as a creative, as an influencer, you have to be very strategic with the type of content that you release out to your audience because you really want it to speak to the value that you're delivering. 100%, very well said. And oftentimes, you know, people would, I would see people, you know, saying that they're trying to do a brand and it's like they're putting out content that sends so many different mixed messages. Oh, yes. political. <laughs> they're getting like, you know, when people are commenting, they're, you know, attacking back the commenters. Like, don't oh, be yeah. the trolls, guys. Like, you have to kind of carry yourself with, you know, the focus and identity that, you know, I'm, I have a bigger plan here. I'm not going to pay attention to these little things because I have a bigger mission or goal or um, strategy that I'm trying to tackle here. Mm -hmm, exactly. Like, and it's crazy. And that's why I tell people all the time. It's like, no matter who you are, whether or not you have your own business or not, or you are an entrepreneur, you consider yourself a creative, an influencer, whatever, even if you're just regular Joe, you also have an audience and you have to understand that people are always watching you. 
So mm-hmm. even in an instance that maybe now you don't have a business, you don't quite know what you want to do. Even later down the line, when you get to that point of saying, okay, I want to start my own business, people are going to remember what you were doing way back when. For They're real. not going to just pick up this new brand that you're just like switching over immediately. You have to consistently sort of have a cohesive message. And then also, like you said, just be a kind person. Be like, understand how you're talking to people and not answering the trolls. Everybody's trolling on the internet. Mm-hmm. You can't answer them all. Like, you cannot respond to them all. Yeah, and just to kind of, like, dive deeper into the whole everyone's trolling on the internet point, I was thinking, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, ignore the trolls. That's not who they truly are. But the internet age has allowed, like, has transformed people into, a, like, a different way of who they are. So it's not just mm-hmm. it's not just about, you know, how you act in real life like that's all that matters like how you act on the internet is more so now like that's the real you versus Mm -hmm. how you act in real life because if that's how you act when nobody's looking that's how you want to be acting you know exactly Um, super mindful of that um Mm -hmm. what led you to this kind of angle in your business like what led you to realize okay this is the type of business I want to launch this type of side hustle that I want to pursue um was there like a exact moment that you could think of mm-hmm. uh I wouldn't necessarily say an exact moment but it was more of a like it dawned upon me type of thing um because so back just like way back in college uh i kind of began to realize that people would come to me and ask me or seek guidance from me on certain types of questions or certain things pertaining to maybe getting a job, their resumes, or how other people perceive them, right? And I always had a, a, an interest in marketing, an interest in branding and sort of social media platforms, but I never quite knew how to merge all of that. But it wasn't until people, I just kind of sat down and thought about what do people seek guidance from me on? Because what I think is so crucial for so many entrepreneurs, like what needs to be done is these business ideas, there is not just about what you love to do. You should love to do it. Like you like to do it. It's great. And you enjoy it, but it also has to be something that people are seeking guidance from you on. Mm -hmm. That, Mm -hmm. that is what creates a lucrative business. It's not just, oh, I'm doing what I love and I'm just walking in my purpose. That's absolutely amazing. But you have to be really clear and reflect on what do people come to you for? What problems are you solving for people? And then how does that overlap with what you love to do, your passions? And it wasn't until I really sat down and I identified that sort of that medium between the two of, okay, this is what I love to do, but I'm starting to realize that this is a theme that people are already coming to me for and I'm already doing it for free and I'm good at it. So sure. now why not <laughs> monetize? Exactly. Like if there are, if you're all, you're giving away all of this free knowledge, you're like, it, it's free money out there that you're just giving away at that point. Yes, you should monetize it. And it was one of my good friends actually that told me, you know, he, he sort of rang this, like, it's a very short phrase, but it's so true. It's sold, not told. Mm-hmm. So you you can't just be out here. It's like at, at this point we're in we're in an economy where you have to monetize your knowledge rather than just the skills that you have or the degree that you hold or the various jobs that you've held. 
it's all about what's in your mind. What do you already know that you can teach other people? What information are you already giving away for free? All right, flip that, turn it into a course, turn it into a one-on-one -on -one coaching, turn it into something and monetize it because you're already helping people do it. And if people are seeking guidance from you on that, then that means you're already good at it. Exactly. And now, you know, the sell is not going to be as difficult. All you have to do is just kind of put your product in front of the people and say, hey, it's ready. Are you ready? And then, you know, mm -hmm. leave it up to the folks to decide. And that way, you know, you've already kind of pitched it, you're already selling it, but now it's not too much of an aggressive sell where you have to kind of force people over to your side. It's like, oh, okay, I'm ready mm -hmm. for this. I know what you're doing. I'm excited for this. Exactly. You've already built a community around it because again, people are seeking guidance from you on True. that particular topic. Mm -hmm. I want to shift gears a little bit now and talk about, you know, at such a young age, why did you decide to kind of pursue this business instead of, you know, focusing on um, work? Because you also have like a thriving career. Like what made you say, okay, this is the right time for me on top of, you know, folks asking, you could still put it on hold, but mm -hmm. is, was there like a crucial moment or you just? It's for me, it was all, it was personally that it was, it's like a burning desire mm. and it's, so my career, great. So as far as what I do, um, I'm within consulting, particularly cloud technology consulting. So I received my master's of science in, in information systems. So currently in my career, what I do is cloud technology consulting uh, for a digital consulting firm. And again, like you said, it, it is thriving and I enjoy what I do, but it's almost like that burning desire to, to make a bigger impact. That's what really led me to, at such a young age, really begin pursuing my interest because I knew that there was a way that I could overlap all of this. I remember being in college and just doing informational interviews because I was interviewing, trying to recruit with different, like get a job, all, all of that good stuff. And I remember a employer telling me, uh, because one of my questions to him was, well, do you feel like you're living out your passion? And his response to me was, nobody is living out their passion. It's, it's very rare that people are actually living out their passion. And when he said that, that kind of struck a nerve in me because I feel like it's very possible to live out your passion, to actually feel like you're walking in your purpose and enjoying the work that you're doing. Work does not have to be just work. Whether it's your business or you're working for someone else at a firm or a company, work does not have to be just work. There are ways that you can actually feel fulfillment in every single thing that you do, exactly. whether it's your day-to-day -day life, your entrepreneurial endeavors, or work in your daytime job. You can feel fulfillment with doing that. Mm -hmm. So really that burning desire is what led me to, at such a young age, figure out, okay, I know that I eventually, like I, way back when I wanted to be like a talk show host. So I'm like, all right. That means breaking it down because we always have a grand idea, right? And so many people want to focus on the grand idea rather than the small habits that are going to get them to that grand goal. So what I did was I broke that large goal down of, okay, eventually I want to be a talk show host. What does that require of me? What skills do, does that, that specific job require of me? Well, that requires me to be a good speaker okay, how can I get in spaces where I can practice my public speaking? How can I get in spaces where I can share my story? 
and that is really what led me to all of it because from there I'm just like all right I just kind of want to do what I like to do and from doing what I like to do I started to realize that hey this is a this is a little lucrative right and then I also started to realize that whoa this is fulfilling me like far more than maybe my accounting classes in business school <laughs> <laughs> like this is what's really fulfilling me so that's really what led me to do it at such a young age. And then I think even furthermore, just to add to that, it's that generational wealth aspect. Um, I am a first generation college student, college graduate, first generation to get my master's, first generation to go off and study abroad in so many different places, first generation to have a career, first generation, a lot of things. And I just remember like growing up and wanting to see, you know, thriving careers, wanting to see thriving businesses within my own community, mm -hmm. within my own family. I didn't just want to look on TV at those who definitely didn't look like me and feel like it was such a far off thing for me to attain, for me to actually enjoy work, to get paid what I know that I'm worth, and then furthermore, to make an impact on others. I didn't want to sit, simply sit there and believe that it's something that is just for maybe the rich and wealthy. It's not. Yeah. Anybody can do it. It's just a matter of getting off your ass and getting it done. Right. That's that's the absolute. That's the name of the show. That's the name of everything <laughs> I do. Getting it done because um, I want to tie something into you know the 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 race factor you know and especially as like a woman and then a you know a black person as well. I think so many of us, even if we did have you know parents that might have had college degrees and decent jobs. It was just this feeling of being stuck in this repetitive loop of um, bills and, mm -hmm. you know, always having to work twice as hard for half of what they have, whoever they might be. And just mm -hmm. like this stigma that, you know, you got to go to work, come home. Um, you're not going to like your job. You know, you're doing it to do oh, it. God. I have to kind of yeah. kiss ass because, you know, literally because of something that was so out of your control as the color of your skin. Right. And so just really, I think when it comes specifically to um, black Latino and other like diverse cultures, when it comes to the workplace, it's like you have more writing on your success than just your individual success. And that sometimes makes it even harder to kind of scale, level up and scale mm -hmm. up and put the work in because it's like, you know, when a when someone could just say, you know, I'm trying to do great for me, I don't have to worry about bringing literally my whole entire family being like that representative for my whole entire family and the next generations of my legacy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not as much pressure, but it's like, you know, I have to do this because if if not me, then who? If I don't set mm -hmm. the example, then who 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 else? And when else? You know, when are when are we gonna get out of poverty if I'm not the one to take us? So just being that having that like double and triple con consciousness um is is crazy and to mm -hmm. to be able to like maneuver your mind out of that loop of overwhelm to be able mm -hmm. to actually function and do the things that we want to do is is an accomplishment within itself right mm -hmm. and i it think is. oftentimes it goes under recognized mm -hmm. um so i just want to really just highlight it here on the podcast because we, as you know, I know specifically I was an immigrant, you know, my family immigrated here when I was younger um, and I'm, you know, a black person. So just like mm -hmm. the pressure that lives within a day to day conversation. And then when you even trying to, 
you know, interact with past friends and family members that have not been able to get out of that struggle and that hustle phase, it just, it just feels weird. And, you know, you have your masters and something that happened recently to me was, um, someone was asking me, um, what do I do? You know, what do I do for a living? It was like an old high school friend. We had just, um, came across each other on the subway and I didn't know how to kind of describe what my life was about, right? What Mm -hmm. my accomplishments, because I didn't want to feel like I was throwing my accomplishments in their face. And Mm -hmm. I undermined my accomplishments so much that by the time I was finished, she asked again, what do you do for yourself? Because it had sounded like, you know, I talked about my husband, I talked about my kids, I talked about my husband's company, but I never Mm -hmm. really highlighted, you know, my accomplishments so she thought I was literally like a stay-at-home wife which there's nothing wrong with that but like yeah where is the balance right you know what I mean exactly exactly and I think that's so important to highlight um especially as like entrepreneurs like you said like black women in general it's 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 a pressure that nobody talks about and honestly I feel like it's a pressure that no one told me about Mm. um I wasn't necessarily prepared for that and let's talk about that like no one told you about that like come on come on now (laughs) exactly but when you're but when you think about it in your first gen it's like who can tell you about it like where would you even it's all about exposure right and I talked about this on one of like my episodes of the podcast I don't even remember which one but that exposure piece is so crucial because you had like it's it's all about like those little those little glimpses of success that you get, those little glimpses of entrepreneurship that you get that really drive everything home. It drives all of it there. So the more that you are exposed, it's then now like your duty to go and try to help expose other people who are coming after you to those same types of things. Because especially if you didn't have it and this pressure, like I said, that we don't talk about, that we are not told about, it's heavy. Like, Especially, like you said, when you are the one who, it's not just your success. It's not just you. It's the success of your family. It's the success of your siblings. It's the success of generations after you that are coming, that you are feeling. And now it's like, if you can just only imagine, like, imagine an entire generation of people and now imagine them all on your back. For that is the <laughs> That's the pressure of it all. And I say that and I, like, I feel like I can so, like, so perfectly describe it right now because it's what I'm feeling. It's what I've been feeling heavily lately. And it's something that it's like, I've had my, my instances where I've worked through it, but it's something that it, it's a pressure that does not go away. It's not something that you can just like, okay, I've gotten to this spot now and I no longer feel this pressure. You will always feel this pressure, like you said, because then you go back to these spaces where you used to be. And maybe these people that you're talking to and interacting with, they don't necessarily, Mm -hmm. they don't know what you do. You can't describe what you do. And then furthermore, will they even understand completely? Mm -hmm. There are so many of my family members who don't even understand what the hell I do. Yep. And and it's like, you just don't even want to explain it no more. You just like, I work on the computer, period. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, Thanks. Yeah, because once you start getting into it, and especially, and and I think it makes it more difficult when you're passionate about the work that you do, and you know, 
you want to talk about it, right? You want to talk because you're excited. You you had a discovery in your field. You know, you do cloud technology. You had an amazing discovery. You know, mm-hmm. this new platform came out and it's able to do this much storage versus another platform. And it's yeah. like, you can't really have an honest conversation because 90% of that conversation will just be explaining what it is, how it works, why it matters. And before you know, by, by the time you're done explaining this 20-hour lecture, you're Your not even excited out. no more. You're like, yeah. damn. All right, just I work on the computer. Period. All right, thanks. You know, and exactly. again, like it feel dismissed because it's just like someone that's you know maybe like a bus driver, um, someone that you could see like physical things coming out of their work or something that they're just more used to knowing. You know, a teacher, a doctor, nurse. You know, we all know the top mm-hmm. five. You know, it's more. Yeah. You know, it's more tangible. So it's like, oh, you know. Why didn't why didn't you become a doctor like X Y and Z? Why didn't you just do teaching? Um, and it's just like, no, no. that's not me. <laughs> me and you, you won't understand. And it's something that it's honestly like, especially within this whole entrepreneurship field, mm-hmm. right? A lot of the times, it's greater than yourself. Um, exactly. like the impact that you're trying to make is greater than yourself. To where even trying to put it into words outside of your head is just so hard. Um, even I find like me trying to put what I do or even my future aspirations out into like the universe, I guess, and explain it to people and tell people it's number one, they don't understand or number two, they think they understand and they completely do not understand. And now they're offering their critiques when they're not even, they're not even in a place to offer critiques or criticism, Mm -hmm. but they feel as if, I like what you do is very simple since, you know, you don't have those tangible fruits of your labor, right? Like the teacher, the doctor, all of that. They think that it's very simple what you do. When really, this is, this is more intricate than anything. You're yeah. working with people is very intricate. It's nuanced. So it's like, this is something that it's not easily understood, but it's also hard to even try to try to explain to people. Yeah, and it just throws you so far out of your comfort zone. Um, we are running up on our time, so I wanted to ask, you know, the infamous question that we ask here on the podcast is, what is your craziest entrepreneurial misadventure that you've had so far? My craziest entrepreneurial misadventure? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would definitely go in and say that my craziest has been being up, like, awake, with no sleep for over 48 hours. Um, that, that <laughs> for me is, again, it's like, it's something that nobody tells you. You kind of <laughs> hear about it, right? You hear about these sleepless nights and what's required, but until you actually do it, you, you have no idea. So there was, um, it was a few months ago actually, and I was working on a ton of client deliverables and honestly, um, just a, a little aside, even as entrepreneurs, we all know we overthink so much, like the little yeah. tasks, the little things. It's like, I I have I have a long list of things to do today and I'm just overthinking like, precious, what the hell did you get yourself into? Like, seriously, just go back to your day job. <laughs> but <laughs> outside of that, so it was a couple months ago and I'm working on a ton of client deliverables on top of, again, I work a full-time job working my full-time job, so that eight to five, and then working on my business from honestly five until whenever it gets done. 
because there is no end time. It has to get done. And if it doesn't get done, the money doesn't come in, obviously. Yep. <laughs> but, <Cut> the check. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So with that, I was just actually working on some client deliverables and I'm sitting at my counter and then I was, I think what I was doing was I was on a call, which throughout the week, I also have a number of calls where I just open up my, like my schedule to people and they can put time on my calendar, just chat. So this was one of those calls where we're just chatting and I completely fall asleep. (laughs) Like my, like I didn't, I didn't want to shut down, but my body shut itself down. And that is dangerous. I'm going to pause you real quick because entrepreneurs out there, this is real life. It has happened to me as well. Don't let your body shut down for you. It's scary. It is. (laughs) But go ahead. It's very scary. So like my body, like it, like I wasn't, I wasn't tending to it like it, like I needed to. So it decided that it was going to take matters into its own hands and tend to itself. So get that sleep that it was needed. But I just remember waking up the following morning like the mind you this call was in like probably late early afternoon like late mid afternoon but I wake up the following morning like completely frazzled number (laughs) one because not only did I just like wake up on my damn counter I don't even remember going to sleep but number two all of that stuff that was on my to-do list that I was freaking out about staying up about I now still have to get done yeah still so that that for me would have to be like my greatest misadventure, misadventure because it's simply just a it shows it shows like I don't want to say the ugly side of entrepreneurship but the side that most people don't talk about. What we see is the success. We see all of the followers. We see you know the stripe receipts of people showing the money that they're making. We see all of this materialistic mm-hmm. thing. Nobody talks about what's required. What's sacrificed or that process of actually you know trying to take care of yourself while also trying to take care of your business Ooh, I like that you got to take care of yourself while taking care of your business and again you're right you know we look on the instagrams of people that we aspire to be or people that are in our industries and what they're posting is you know just got my luxury vacation you know <laughs> um busy book slinging <laughs> And all these other things. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just here in pajamas, not going anywhere. Yeah. Eating some ramen. And and what people tend to forget is like, you know, that same person might also be on their year 10, but kind of somehow deleted off of their social media, like deleted off of their track history, oh, the six girl. years of struggling and only showing their four years of success. So watch out, first of all. Secondly, um, <laughs> right and secondly social media is supposed to be nice and pretty right would you mm-hmm. follow anybody on instagram if they were showing you oh i woke up this morning there's boogers in my eyes like you know my, my i don't got on no makeup my hair is a mess even the people people that have like the makeup free pictures their hair is you know decently done their face mm-hmm. is clean, they have on a pretty shirt you know social media is supposed to look perfect but it's not reality it's just like the best pictures you know we all take 10 pictures and we only post the best one mm-hmm, exactly so and it's it's constantly especially as an entrepreneur um especially as an entrepreneur here in the digital age where you have so much access to just 
seeing other people's stories, seeing other people's businesses, mm -hmm. seeing other people's entrepreneurial journey, it's very easy to begin to compare yourself and to compare where you are to where they are. And like you said, not understanding that they're in year 10 and you just started two weeks ago. It's, yep. it's like trying to compare apples to oranges. You can't do that. You have mm -hmm. to appreciate your personal journey and where you are and then understand that everything takes time. All it is about is consistency. Consistency is what gets you there. Period. Exactly. And even if you guys are both in year 10, right, their path look like success at year nine. Your path might look at like success at year 11, but here mm -hmm. you are comparing year 10s to each other. Like, oh, we started the same way. We used to be in the same meetup groups. We used to sit at the same tables, but it's just, it's just not your time yet. Like your route is different. Even twins are made of made up differently to have different actions. You know, you have to just be mindful of when it's for you, it will come to you. Right. Um, mm -hmm. today I read, listen, I, um, listen to the audio book of the alchemist right i read it a couple times already but when you, something is meant for you you know the world will conspire for you to have it you just have to be patient and mindful of when it is time for you to get it you will get it but you just can't mm -hmm. rush anything you know it is all written it's it's there for you just be patient be consistent and be honest about who you are and what you're trying to do um yeah, any final words that you have, any advice that you have to, for the community of listeners out there, tangible things, you know, some homework they should be focusing on or things that they should be doing? I would say just in the midst of getting your shit done as entrepreneurs, as anyone, honestly, even if you're listening to this and you're not yet an entrepreneur, but you're an aspiring entrepreneur, whatever, make sure that in the midst of you getting your shit done, you are taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. that is so very important I cannot stress that enough because especially I know if you're listening to this podcast you're obviously doing the most uh-huh so <laughs> cut, cut back just a little bit just at least once maybe every couple months to really recenter yourself because it's really in that in that stage of isolation in that stage of relaxation of peacefulness that you can be your most creative self that you come up with your new ideas that you can really grow and scale your business because all of that going very, very hard, all that breeds is routine. It breeds routine, but it does not breed creativity. 100,050 million percent, right? <laughs> Thank you so, so much for being here, Precious, with us um, on Doing the Most. Guys, we will catch you for another episode. Um, definitely look in the caption section for more information about how to find Precious on these interwebs. Um, and until next time on Doing the Most. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Doing the Most. Catch us here next week, same time, same place. If you can't wait, head on over to doingthemost.xyz to stay connected. Until next time, keep on doing.